of what shall be. Yes. Faith may be the substance of things hoped for. What is hoped for builds up what faith is. And you speak what you desire in your hopes. But when you speak it in faith, you declare it to be. Yes. The blessing over you is not a question. It is a statement from the mouth of God. And he ends it with amen. Yes. Selah, which is peace. And it is so. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I, I want some of you to wake up and realize today, God's not saying, well, do I want to be good to them today? Do I want to be true to my word today? Do I want to be faithful in their life today? Do I want to protect them? Oh. 
It's, it's Monday. It's not a good day for me. I got, I got too much on the agenda right now. I got flood waves coming in Taiwan. I, I got economic collapses in the United States. Well, I don't know if I've really got time in my schedule. No. When he says, Lord, bless you and keep you. May his face shine. In the middle of trauma, in the middle of trial, and in the middle of storm. It is so. Amen. Have peace that God is here. Have peace that God is there. Have peace that God is with you and that He has not forsaken. He has not abandoned. He has not forgotten you and He does not question His love. You got to stop living in the questions. And start living in the amen. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. You gotta stop listening, living in uncertainty, and living, Brother Jonathan, in the certainty that when he said it and he declared it, it was amen. Done. So lift your hands right now and worship him and receive your peace of mind. Lift your hands and worship him right now and receive your spirit of joy. Lift up your hands right now and find the freedom of your heaviness. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
I have hope for great things and greater things yet to come. I'm going to take you very quickly to Galatians, the fifth chapter. As you stand with me for the reading of the word. Just a few announcements. Our women enjoyed a great time this past Saturday, Friday with the women's conference. And what a great showing and outpouring they had. Sister Warbington was able to attend. And so we had a we're thankful for those that were able to go. And we know there was a lot of things that came up. And, some weren't able to go, but those that were able to go, we were glad that they had the chance and the opportunity. This coming Tuesday is our Search for Truth Bible study. We are working on opening, getting the doors open to go into people's homes and, and start the Bible study. I know one family that's already asked for us to come and do a Bible study at their house, so we're working on making plans to, to start that, but our Tuesday night Bible studies have not disappointed. Amen. I mean, just the just the the, the word that's coming, the food. I, I don't even know what's on the menu Wednesday, but I have never left thinking, you know what, maybe we should run by McDonald's and just kind of the food has been fantastic, the fellowship has been amazing, and the word has been spectacular. I got rumored that there's Chili dogs possibly in the mix. I don't know. Okay, no, Sister Lee Carol's shaking her head no. But it's going to be better than chili dogs. So, I mean, we've had chicken spaghetti. We've had lasagna. We've had pulled pork. We've, we've had walking tacos. We have tacos. We've had it all. And the desserts. Oh, my goodness. So Tuesday night, Search for Truth Bible study. Come, you'll feed your belly, we'll feed your soul, and uh, we'll have a great time. 6.30 Tuesday night, uh, 6 o'clock, try to get there early, and we'll, we'll fellowship for a little while before we start eating, and then Brother, Brother Brown will we'll kick off the lessons and do a little quick recap before we begin to really jump in head, head first. And then Wednesday night, Bible study here in the sanctuary. 6 o'clock prayer, 6.30, no, 6.30 prayer, 7 o'clock service Wednesday night. Um, it's going to be a busy week. Our district conference is this coming week, so I'll be in Hot Springs Friday and Saturday, but prepared to come back and have an amazing service Sunday. Remember, Sunday night, April 30th, missionaries from Liverpool, England. And I'm saying this now, Okay. The hemises that will be here Sunday night, April 30th, mean a great deal to me. A great deal. My kids are my friends. In my time that I spent preaching in Liverpool, Brother Hemus spent more time ministering to me than I spent ministering to the church. The hemises are valuable to me. He operates and he works in the spirit. He is a minister of the gospel. He is a soul winner. I would ask that everyone that can, please, 
be here Sunday night. I, I, I ask that of every Sunday night. Don't make Sunday night optional. Be in the house of God on Sunday night. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We have a special speaker tonight. You will not be disappointed. Some of the best preaching that we have heard has come in our Sunday night services. Sister Warrington, Brother Jonathan, Brother Tackett, Sister LaCarol. We have had great word come Sunday night services. So come and be a support of the body of Christ and for what God is doing here. And we will look forward to what God is doing in our lives. Galatians, the fifth chapter, in the first verse. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty where Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. With the help of the Lord for the next few moments, I want to preach from this subject. Unshackled. Unshackled. Come on, somebody, you got to get the mind. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm no longer bound by iniquity. I'm no longer hindered by my past. I'm no longer kept back from what's behind me. I'm no longer needing to be worried about what's tomorrow. Unshackled. Every eye closed, every hand raised, and our hearts lifted up. Let me hear you pray. Jesus, we need you right now. Speak to us with a word of authority as you have already declared. It is so, and amen. The liberty where you have made us free. The yoke of bondage is no longer in our life. It's no longer evidence. It's no longer in our hearts. It's no longer on our hands. And it's no longer on our feet. Release somebody today into this liberty. Release someone today in the Holy Ghost. Release somebody today from fear. Release someone today from anxiety. Release someone today from depression. Let Release someone today from addiction and from bondage and from sin. Or from mindsets, oh God, that hinder us from moving forward. In the name of Jesus. If you want to receive that word today in the name of the Lord, why don't you put your hands together and praise His name one more time. Praise God, praise God, praise God. You may be seated. Forty years they wandered a wilderness for what? Because of fear. Because of setback. Because of worry. And all that God had done for them, two weeks journey came to an abrupt halt. And the inability to move forward was now the staple in their mind. Why? Because they still lived with the yoke of bondage of their past 400 years. In the book of Deuteronomy, Moses gives a brief discourse in the book of Deuteronomy to the children of Israel. And he says, look, you went into Egypt with three score and ten persons. But now, look at you. Look at where you have been and look at where you are. 
Look at what you've gone through. Look at what you've endured. Look at what you've, you have lasted through. Look at your seasons. Look at your years. Look at your hardships. Look at you now. You are numbered as the stars of heaven for multitude. So many places. Take a look at your history and realize that your history is a part of God's story. His story is evident in your life. Where He has made a way. Where He has broken the yoke. Where He has changed the mindset. Where He has walked in faith. Where He has moved in healing. Where He has moved in deliverance. Where He has created a new path. Look at yourself now. We have got to come together and realize that our history is a part of His story and how He works all things together for good to them that love God and are the called. He is working things out for our salvation, for our hope, and for our, for our deliverance. Your history is still a part of His story. And right now, there is a promise of deliverance and freedom. And you in this very moment have freedom in Christ Jesus. His power for you. His victory in you. His grace to you. The sons of Jacob went into Egypt with 70 persons. But now they were innumerable. And over the past 400 years, they have endured drought. They have endured murder. They have endured dissension. They have endured bondage. They have endured slavery. They have endured all kinds of hatred and hurt and pain and turmoil. But now... You couldn't even count them. Drought and plenty and ups and downs. God had kept His hand steady among the people even when He was not known among them. And Moses is saying, look at yourself now. Unshackled. You've wandered 40 years in a wilderness and every question has been answered with God's ability to provide. Manna has come from heaven. Quail has fallen from the sky. Water has flown from the rock. Bitter water has been made sweet. Enemies have been overcome. Problems have been devoured. Serpents and healings have been given by those that would seek. I'm telling you, God has shown Himself faithful. He would all should have killed you. Look at yourself now. When you see how just how far God has gone back into your life and done the work, you have absolutely no reason to fear. But I would say more than drugs and more than anxiety, more than alcohol, it is fear which has kept his people bound and keeps his people bound from what God has them to walk into. The burden of their bondage of 400 years was embedded in their mind. And some journey, parts of the journey become burdens when we cannot shake ourselves free of fear. Because the first thing that they ran into was they went sent spies into the land was how they saw themselves in their own eyes. Embracing their future was impossible because how they perceived themselves because of their past. Because of where they had been. Because of what they had been. Because of what had been done when God had promised them a land flowing with milk and honey. They saw the blessings and they saw the promise and they saw the provisions right before them. But they saw the giants and all they could see was their 400 years behind them. 
All they could see was what, how man made them feel and how problems made them feel and how pain made them feel and how turmoil made them feel. Come on, we got to get to the place uh, when we take a look at what God has done and we realize that God is greater than what has been behind us and God is greater than where we are now. And if God is greater then and then God is greater now, He's great enough to keep us and lead us into tomorrow. What we have seen and what we have endured, sins that have befallen us. The Bible says in Proverbs 24 that a just man falls seven times. A righteous man alone falls seven times. Wow. How in the world does that happen? And you're considered righteous? You're considered just? You're considered good? But you continuously fall over and over and over again? It's not the fall that matters, it's the getting up that counts. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God, but we cannot allow the fear of the fall to keep us from walking forward, embracing what God has for us. Some of us have stopped dead in our tracks because we messed up, and we have not allowed grace to move in our lives enough to walk us forward. You've fallen and you've gotten up, but you can't worship anyway, anymore. You, you, can't, you can't praise God to the fullest anymore because your fear of falling has overcome you know, and overtaken your faith in what God is able to do in your life. And you have forgotten that you are unshackled. You're not a slave to your fear. You're not bound by your burden. You are free because he who is in Christ is a new creature to him it is said of Jesus who is and was and is to come he just is we have a constant faith faith that has endured and will endure Jesus past present and future where can you go in your life and not find him where can you go in your journey and He not be evident? Faith is always present tense. So here's where I get bothered. It's like, we can worship about it, but we can't amen the word about it. We can get behind the piano, but we have a hard time getting behind the preacher. But faith is not past tense. Faith is present tense, always, in the moment. Hebrews 11, for now faith. He didn't say then faith was, or when faith is. He said, for now faith is the substance. There's always in a present moment something that will build faith to endure the season and endure the pain and endure the hardship. There is always in that moment a present tense help in the time of trouble. I'm telling you something right now. Jesus is enough faith for you. We cannot allow fear to drown out our faith and worries that are only problems if we allow them. 
to be. The only thing that can keep you from worshiping is not your sin, it's your own spirit. The only thing that's going to keep you quieted down and head down behind the pew is not your problem and it's not people, it's your own self. The only thing that can drown out your voice is your inability to raise it. So I, I, don't, I don't deal with excuses very well. Like I can understand when I can tell your heart and I can say, hey, listen, I want to and my heart's there. I can see that. But when your heart's not there and you're just unwilling. I know there are people right now, if you could, if you had the strength and if you had the, the, the ability, it, you would run the aisles and roll in the floor. I don't have a problem with that. What I got a problem with is those that have the ability to do so, but they don't have a want to. And they don't have a spirit that desires to. If I had the presence of a thousand men to worship God, I'd give it everything. If, if, I, had the, if I had the ability to worship on behalf of a hundred thousand, I'd give it all. If my voice could endure it, I'd give it all. If my body could do it, I could give it all. If my feet could hand do it, I could give it all. Because there's something that I've realized in Christ, I'm free. I'm not shackled. My burdens don't keep me from singing. My pains don't keep me from worshiping. My he who the Son has set free has made him free indeed. You gotta stop worrying about those questions in life and start living in the amen and start walking and embracing the promise. We allow fear to worry us and tear our faith up. It would behoove us to fight our fear with faith. When every question that says, well, can he? Faith says, yes, he can. When questions say, will he? Faith says, yes, he will. Where is that fighting spirit that broke inside of you when your sins were forgiven and God filled you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you could charge hell with a water pistol and not worry about what was going on but the first time that a prayer wasn't answered and something went wrong in your life, all of a sudden your fear began to overshadow your faith and you begin to question, well, God, can you? You cannot determine the goodness and the mercy of God just because when things go wrong in your life. Because if we balance the goodness and the mercy of God according to the things that we have and the things that we go through, we've made our things our God and not God our God. Faith is Jesus. Faith is in His mercy. Faith is in His promises. Faith is in His word. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word. What we got to realize is we've got a word already set in stone for every problem that we face. How many times did Jesus say, fear not? How many times does the word say, fear not? He never said all the time. He said, you won't have to fight this battle. But he didn't say you wouldn't have to stand and face it. I'm going to wait for the passing there. He said, stand still and see the salvation of God. He told them, for the Egyptians that you see tomorrow, you will see them again. 
But he didn't say you weren't going to have to face them. In Chronicles, a word of the Lord comes upon a young prophet. And he says, the Lord says to go out, stand ye still, and see that battle is is the Lord's, not yours. But he didn't say that you weren't going to have to face the enemy. Just because you don't have to fight every battle, don't mean you don't have to face the battle. And facing the battle enough is much is enough to, to cause you to fear and cause you to worry. I'm tired of worry tearing our spirits apart. I'm tired of thinking, seeing people thinking about how things could work out and then even gotten to that point yet. And they're worried about what's going to happen and what's going to go wrong. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna jump. I, I just, I feel like I'm, I'm beating my head up against the concrete wall right now. I'm fighting too much, kids. You need to get settled. I'm just gonna say it. Stay seated. Not somebody, get back there and settle them. There are three things that you're gonna have to do if you're going to get. And embrace what God has for you. I'm just going to abandon. Forget the notes. Let's just. The first thing is you're going to have to do. Is you're going to have to deal with what's behind you. And so many times. Dealing with what's behind you is harder than dealing with where you are now. Maya. You stay seated sweetheart. Because the one thing that haunts us most is things that we can't go back and change. Paul struggled with it. Peter struggled with it. We struggle with it. It is an evident part of our lives. You cannot go back and undo and change bad decisions. But when Moses is discoursing the people, he first, he alludes to the past. I want you to look at what came in. When you're thinking about where you've been and what's going on, the first thing that you have to deal with is where you've been. Let it go. And then you have to deal with where you are. Because right now, problems seem immeasurable. Right now, problems seem unfixable. Problems seem like they're going to last. But once you settle in your mind that the God that was faithful then is faithful now, you should build enough faith to be able to embrace the next part, and that is dealing with what comes. And Joshua said it this way. If it seem evil for you to serve the Lord, make your own decision. But as for me and my house, we shall serve You have got to determine in your mind by where you are now that what you will do, what you will be, where you will go. Because what you do will determine the direction of your family. What you do do will determine the direction of your soul. What you do do will determine the direction of am I going to have joy or am I going to constantly live shackled by my fear? 
I don't want to live shackled by fear. I don't want to live shackled by hatred. I don't want to live shackled by burdens. I don't want to live shackled by hurt. I want to be free. Some people just don't know how to handle freedom. Paul delivers his exhort to the church. Sister Warby, if you want to come. And he says, stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made you free and be not entangled again with the yoke burden and the yoke of bondage. Because we have been not given that. He said, for in Christ, there's no bond nor free nor Jew nor Greek. We've got to realize that when Christ made us free, he made us free. We're unshackled. The children of Israel, after 400 years, were free. I, I tell you, one of the biggest problems in their life is they didn't have to be under uh, uh, the tyranny of Egypt. They could have left. They could have walked away. They could have gone back in Deuteronomy, the first and the second chapter. He says, listen, you're going to go back through the land of your fathers. Let that sink in. He says, first, he said, there's an entire generation that has to die because they were afraid to embrace what I promised them. Because they could not forget what they've been through. But now, in Deuteronomy, the second chapter, he said, you're going through the land of the sons of Esau. Wait. My cousins have got land? He said, hey, don't mess with the sons and the, and, and the inheritance of Lot. Wait, my cousins have more land? You mean I've been broken? You mean I've been squandering my hope in fear? And I've got family? I heard the stories that wherever my father Abraham set his foot that he had given it to and I sat and I let people dictate my every move my every thought my every whim when there was freedom for me the in he said don't 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 mess with them and he said and then when it comes to the King Shihon of the king of the Amorites. I'll take care of him. Some people don't know how to deal with freedom. Paul later acknowledges in Galatians the fifth chapter, he says, you don't use your liberty in Christ for an excuse to sin. Don't, don't go so crazy in your freedom where you just think, oh, well, it's all, it's all permissible. It's, it's all okay. God loves me. This is okay. He'll forgive me in the morning. Your, your liberty in Christ has not been given you the excuse that you can squander your blessing and squander your relationship and abuse it and ridicule it. Christ did not shed His blood for your freedom and for your deliverance, for you to live under the bondage of fear. I have felt over the last couple of months a spirit of fear just rack people in this church. I felt it in my own home. I have felt worry. 
deal with where you've been. Deal with where you are. And determine that where you are going is better than both. Don't give up. No one said it was going to be easy. You're going to have to fight for every inch that God wants to give you. But your fight determines your faithfulness to endure for he that endures to the end. No one said it was going to be easy. But it was promised to you. It was promised to you and to your children. For we have the Spirit in us. The Spirit of Christ in us is the hope of glory. What, what has happened to our hope? Has it been squandered in the worry of, of the world? Has it been squandered in the worry of the things that we've lost? Has it been it washed away with what fear has come into our minds? I, I, for, I abandoned preaching 15 minutes ago. Right now, we need a spirit of ministry to move into this church. There's too much uncertainty. We are not going to go back in time and be what we used to be. I got a few with me. I'm walking into better. I'm preparing for better. I'm going to live in the liberty where Christ has made us free. And I'm going to walk unshackled. You know what that means? It means I'm going to be free to move my hands. You know what? I, I'm... If I need to take a big step, that means I can take a big step because I don't have anything on my keeping me bound. I don't have anything keeping me. If I'm going to take a step out in faith, I'm going to take a step out in faith. Some of us need to start living in that liberty again. Because Christ bled and died for that liberty. He, he, he didn't give it all so we could question His sacrifices. He gave it all so that we would have life through them. Because He didn't give us life and questionable. He said life and life more abundantly. I don't want half a life. I want a full life. I want fullness of life. I want life more abundantly. And I want to tell you, if you have not repented of your sins and been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you're missing out on the greatest part of what God has for you. The Spirit of Christ in us is the Spirit to overcome 
The Spirit of Christ in us is the power that is greater than the grave. For he that has that Spirit on that day, that that Spirit will quicken the mortal body and raise him up, that those who are alive in Christ shall be called up to meet him in the air. Jesus said, lest you be born again of the water and of the Spirit. I'm going to tell you what's going to help you deal with your past and deal with your today and deal with your tomorrow. And that is being born again of water and of the Spirit. The Bible says that when we are baptized into Christ, we have put on Christ. But when we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, we are baptized for the remission and the washing away. That means what has been put in the water has gone and it's there no more. The ultimate thing is this, is when you begin to determine, you start making decisions. And your decisions to stop doing things and walking certain directions is the first decision that needs to be had. And that's repentance. I'm sorry from where I'm going. I'm not going to go that way anymore. I'm going there. And you're going to be the God of my tomorrow. And you're the God of my future. And you're the God of my everyday. And I give my heart to you. And I give my life to you. And I'm not going to be worried about what's behind me. Forgetting those things. Stand with me. We need to live unshackled. We need to worship unshackled. We need to pray for things unshackled. We need to walk unshackled. We need to speak life unshackled. We need to dance unshackled. We need to praise unshackled. We need to worship unshackled. We need to come to church with a mindset that I am free. I'm not bound. I'm no longer a slave to my fear. I'm not a slave to my sin. I'm not a slave to my worry. I'm not a slave to my past. I'm not a slave to my addiction. I'm not a slave to alcohol. I'm not a slave to drugs. I'm not a slave to fornication. I'm not a slave to pornography. I'm not a slave. I'm not a slave of my abuse. I'm not a slave of those that hurt me. I'm not a slave to those that thought that they were better. Some of us can even be a slave to feeling let down by God. For things that you prayed that you didn't get. Things that you believed that didn't work out. For things that you claimed and it didn't come to pass. So why ask again? Why trust God again? Why worship again? I was hurt by my past church. I, I was hurt by this preacher. I was hurt by that minister. I was, I was hurt by that youth leader. I was hurt by that saint. God didn't answer this prayer. God didn't move in that situation. That season got worse. And I prayed that God would intervene. And we become slaves. But I think it's high time we embrace faith that is unshackled. 
You've got every right to look at your life and see where you've been. But when you come to the conclusion that that God was there and he led us here and he's got better things for us tomorrow, when you deal with today and you deal with yesterday, embrace what God has for you. find that is far greater than anything you could have ever imagined every eye closed Jesus we need you in so many ways right now We need your presence. We need you to quicken our hearts and our spirits of your faithfulness, your omnipotence, and your power. We need thoughts to be gone that don't need to be there any longer. We need burdens removed that don't need to weigh us down any longer. We need to forget prayers that were not answered. We need to forget miracles that did not come. We need to forget living in bondage and feeling inadequate and not worthy. We need to forget being let down. We need to forget being forgotten. We need to forget being broken. We need to forget being addicted. We need to forget that feeling that we can't make it. We need to forget what people said that hurts. We need to forget those looks that we used to get Uh, we need to forget the things that used to be said about us behind our back we need to forget the things that we used to say and the things that we used to do and the things that we used to think that would keep us from moving forward we need to forget and we need to forgive ourselves and we need to forgive others Uh, but we need to come to this conclusion Uh, I choose this day as for me and my house we shall we shall serve you Lord We're going to make it, Lord. We're going to endure, Lord. We're going to walk forward, God. And I'm going to be free. And I'm going to live in the blessing that you have. I'm going to live in the healing that you have. I'll live in the promise that you have. I'm going to live in the joy that you have. I'm going to live in my children's deliverance and salvation that you promised. And I'm no longer a slave to my fear. I'm no longer a slave to my mindset or my worry. But I am loosed. I'm set free. I'm unshackled. I am a child of God who loves me, who gave himself for me, who forgave me, who delivered me, who set me free I am a child of God come on why don't we raise our hands and worship him right now
Come on, if you have struggled with worry, if you have struggled no with fear and time, reaching for what's be. before you and not feeling good enough, I if you are struggling letting go, of God. if you are struggling with dealing with what's in your I'm life no right now, if you have not found forgiveness, if you have not been able to let go, if you want to be free and you want to move forward, I'm asking for people that truly believe in the healing power of Jesus Christ. I'm asking for those that believe in the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, the remission of our sins. I'm asking for those that believe that He is able to set free, to heal, and to deliver. Come on, now is your time to say, I'm not going to be bound. I'm not going to let my children be bound. I'm not going to let my marriage be bound. I'm not going to let my hope and my dreams be plundered by fear and worry. You rescued me and I will stand and sing. I am a child of God. Oh.